Welcome to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott here with my boys, Aiden Elliott and Aaron Elliott. How are you guys doing? Feeling great. Mm-hmm. Feeling good. Feeling superb. That's because we are in Tokyo, Japan. Oh, mm-hmm. Tokyo. <laughs> That's right. It's our first time here. We've never, I've never been and you guys have never been. What do you think? Tokyo's interesting. I mean, we just got here. We got, uh, we went to the Conrad Hotel two days ago after our cruise and um you know tokyo was not what i was expecting what were you expecting well i was just expecting another big city you know honestly i'd gotten sort of used to thailand cities and then all the other cities i just felt like oh it's just probably another city you know just another city but i was not i was not prepared for what what happened actually for what i ended up seeing tokyo is really not a city like any other that I've seen and you could say that for any city but no this really this just does not none of the coastal cities in Japan are like this mm. none of the big cities in any other country that I've seen are like this I mean I think that maybe it reminds me a bit of Paris but yeah uh, what do you think Aiden sets it apart from all the other places we've been to I think um, the development of it yeah it's very heavily developed even though it's huge you can get anywhere by train actually there was a an image comparison size between the uh paris like uh map and the map of uh houston texas Mm -hmm. and paris is like this little little tiny city in the middle of houston texas and houston texas is very wide and spread out and sprawling uh, even though um, you know they're they're both of similar size in terms of population, right? Mm-hmm. Here, it is just as compressed as Paris, but then it's the same size as Houston. So it's just huge, yeah. It's just Lots huge and still very compressed. In there's uh, a lot of there's a large population, and similar to Paris, you can get anywhere by train, unlike Houston. Okay. Our question of the week is about getting lost, and I'm going to get to that in just a second. But before we get there, I would like Aaron to set up the reason why we're asking the question. Aaron, what happened to us this afternoon? Well, we wanted to go and get ourselves some tasty ramen. Um, Tasty ramen. Yeah, tasty ramen. So we wanted to go get ourselves some tasty ramen. And so I go pull up my Google and... It's raining because there's a tropical storm. Yeah, there's here. a big typhoon coming through. Big, yeah. Well, it's not really a typhoon. Okay, it was an a, almost typhoon, right? There's a tropical storm, so it'll it causes about a day of rain. So just today, it's going to rain. And in any case, we go out. We have no idea what this city's like, where we're going, what exists. Like we're just like, no, oh, we're going to go. Uh, hopefully, get our tasty. Ramen. Yeah. Well, well, I should say that when. You said that you gave me the location of this place. I thought it was like around the corner at ground level. It ended up being in the Tokyo subway, right? Yes. So there are a lot of things that we learned today. Firstly, um, if you don't, well, if it's raining outside, you don't have to walk outside. No joke. If you're next to a metro station, you can just walk underground to similar metro stations and you never have to actually even board the metro. You can just like walk. And we managed to walk directly from our hotel, the Palace Hotel where we're staying now, all the way to Tokyo Metro Station. 
Uh, we didn't know that on our way there, but on the way back we did know. So that's one interesting thing. And the second thing is that this city is on multiple levels, like in a very serious way. So if you're looking at the map, you know, you're going to get directions that look like they're, you know, just everything is on the same mm -hmm. level, but that's not necessarily the case. So you really have to use the feature on Google Maps where you're looking at different levels because otherwise you end up being, you know, one level above or below your desired destination. And we got lost so badly. And the problem was that you, th this restaurant that we were looking for, just a little hole in the wall, was within the turnstiles. So we needed a subway ticket in order mm -hmm. to get there. Yeah. We wandered around. It should have been a 15 minute walk. It took us, I'm not kidding you, at least an hour to finally get to this place. Yeah. And we got lost probably three or four times along the way and we were sniping at each other going, yeah, it's your fault, it's your fault. No, we don't really do that. But anyway, it was frustrating. And so that brings us to this week's question, which is, have you ever gotten lost while you're on vacation? Tell us your story about not finding your way or getting lost while you were uh, traveling somewhere. And I'd love to know also how you found your way back from wherever you were because presumably you're not still lost. If you're still lost, um, I don't know how you're getting this podcast, but anyway. So that's our, our question of the week. Please um, give us your answer in the comments and we'll read them. If you're still and, lost, where are you? Where are you? Well, sometimes I feel lost, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, other impressions of Tokyo, we have seen, we were at the end of our Lindblad National Geographic cruise. So we had a day in Tokyo, we saw some temples uh, these temples definitely are a step up from the other temples we've seen. They're bigger, they, are, they have more tourists in them, and they are more, I guess, ornate. What did you guys think of the, the things that we saw? Well, I think that compared to the coastal temples, they're much bigger and they have a lot more natural like nature around it, surprisingly. Like parks. Yeah. Natural um, nature. Natural nature. Yeah, really? like, uh, right. like trees <laughs> and vegetation and stuff like that. How, I mean, how are you able to confirm that it's natural nature? When you say natural question. nature, I think of nudists walking around huh. and saying yeah. it's natural nature. Yeah. See, when you say it, we can include it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, whenever I think of natural nature, I think of nature, but With get nudists. this. <laughs> no, no, no. When I think of natural nature, I think of nature, but get this. What? It's natural. Okay. That's right. But the thing is, is like, for me, I only know if it's natural, if there's like a, a sign on it that says, this is natural. Was there any signs there? Or did, how are you able to confirm that it was in fact natural? It's, it's interesting <laughs> that we should be having this discussion in Japan because uh, we were in, in our last episode, we were talking about some of the convenience stores. And Aiden, I know you're a big fan of the convenience oh, stores. Well, I'm a big fan of the convenience everything stores. Everything there has preservatives so i, I should say that i should say this. flavorings so the, 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 when i was doing research on japan beforehand i um i found out that japan approves of the most additives mm -hmm. out of any country not surprised so when you try that lightning blue drink that little <laughs> ramune soda that tastes like something not found in nature so we're, we're going way far away from this natural nature it's stuff. unnatural nature it's unnatural not nature yeah so and, and it tastes delectable 
really good. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Super no, sweet it's and delectable oh my in god, any way. It's it is like, so good. It tastes like battery acid. No, no, anyway. no, no, you're wrong. It's good. It's really good. Like if you, if you, if if our, you know, I know that many of our listeners may have not been to Japan before, but if you've ever been to Detroit, <laughs> that's a weird segue. If you've ever been to Detroit and you've tried Fago, or if you listen to Insane Clown Posse, you probably know what Fago is. You know the blueberry Fago or the cotton candy Fago? That's what it tastes like, except it has like 10 times more preservatives. Okay. Really good. And you're going to die by 30. Let's go back to the, the previous week. We were on a cruise. We, uh, we, when we left off, we were in South Korea, and then we came back to Japan. So uh, what happened? <laughs> what happened That's to a us? great question. Um, we, we just went back to coastal Japan and mm-hmm. we started visiting some cities, um, eventually ending up at Kanazawa. And it was really interesting because some of these cities, they were, you know, far out. They were just port towns. But I think that the highlight of last week had to have been this place called like something plant. It was a super plant five. It was this enormous Costco-esque grocery store. Oh, yeah. Okay. We should say that while other people might like going to temples and museums, our favorite attractions are grocery stores and markets. (laughs) Yummy. And we found a place called Plant 5. And it was a massive Japanese grocery store with everything. Think of it as a Costco and a Walmart kind of merged together. And that's what Plant 5 was. Yep. And while we were there, we got onigiri. We got sweet treats. They had lots of sweet treats there. Here's something about Japan that I don't understand. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. But... In Japan, everyone is quiet and polite. Yes. You know, most people are. Yes. So I, I heard somebody talking loudly on the phone today, and they were Japanese. So okay, so not all of them. You're walking through the Tokyo subway, and it's like a museum. It's very quiet. Shizuka. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a Japanese grocery store, it is a cacophony. Go to a Don Quixote. Oh. Oh. Specifically Don Quixote. No, others too. Others too. Uh, and you will hear in every aisle there's someone screaming at you in and flashing lights and this cacophony and i don't help me align these two seemingly disparate facts yeah i feel like it's okay if this sound comes from a human Eh, no 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 get out of here yeah you're bad you're bad you're bad we're going to kick you out of society goodbye but got this if it's filmed and then put on a screen and then blasted through giant speakers, A-okay. Yeah. Um, that's Now, speaking as someone who yesterday, well, while you were in our hotel room working on something, you were editing a video and you needed to talk to someone, I, I had to do a video call, so I went out in the hallway and sat down. And within about five minutes, someone from the hotel came by someone who looked like a manager and said, excuse me, sir, could we offer you the business center to do your call? And I thought, okay, this is a very like passive aggressive way of saying, get off the floor. I didn't know Japanese people were capable of being passive aggressive. Yeah, I don't, I didn't either. And so they're, they're very, they're sticklers for manners. I would say they want everything to be done just so they don't want anyone 
like sitting I in the hallway you could taking have, a call. I think you could have taken a call in the hotel hi, uh, hallway in any country, and that would have been the exact same thing that they would have done. No, oh no. I don't think you're ever because you can hear people walking down the hallway no. in a hotel. If we I were, no, if anywhere. we were in Thailand, it would have been totally fine. They would have just not even known. Well, maybe in Thailand, but that there's specific. Like if you're in Manhattan in like a fancy hotel, and you start and you took a call in the hallway, mm. they said. Sir, excuse or no, sorry, excuse sorry, me, sorry. sir, calm well, down. Maybe mm. in, I don't know in, in Manhattan, probably in Manhattan, but like if you're in Pasadena Valley, Pasadena, Pasadena, is California, it, yeah, Pasadena, California, yeah. isn't that where the Valley Girls are from? That she would have gone San Fernando Valley, San yeah. Fernando, there it is, San Fernando Valley. She would have come up to you and said, Excuse me, sir, we have a business center downstairs. I've gotten four calls, you need to leave right now, right now, buddy. Yeah. Stairs, okay. right there. Okay, maybe, maybe you're right. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay, moving right along. Um, Aiden, any, uh, any thoughts about Coastal Japan Part 2? Okay. Tokyo is great. I love Tokyo. Coast, it's, 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 Tokyo is not coastal. Hey, let me, let me finish. Like, I know uh, you're not, you don't know where I'm going with this. Oh, okay, all right. Okay? Fine. I'm taking them on a journey. That's what the podcast <laughs> is about. The okay, podcast. Fine. Okay? With my words. Okay, take, us on, a, take us on a journey. Okay. Tokyo is great, guys. I love Tokyo. The, I love the big city, you know? Uh, and we had a little bit of a taste of that when we went to Kobe, when we flew in to Japan first. And Osaka. But, yeah, Osaka too. But, oh, and Nagasaki as well. But coastal Japan is just as great. It's so calm, so clean. The weather is perfect. At least when we were there, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And everyone is so nice. Oh, they are. They are. And it's to the point where, you know, whether or not I should go to the big city or the calm coastal Japan with nearly nothing there other than like markets, but clean streets, but, you know, no huge attractions, but nice people. You know, it really comes down to like a very small margin where I'm like 50-50, whether you should go to the small towns in the countryside or on the coast, because we also went to countryside um, towns that we went inland for uh, in the bus. Really, I am split. I don't know whether you should go to the small towns or the big city because they're both so great. Both, both. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cruise itself. The, uh, the ship that we were on was the... Uh, National Geographic, actually it's the Lindblad rebranded or co-branded National Geographic Resolution. Mm. And um, this was a small ship that is meant to be in polar waters. It is a the highest rated ship for going through polar ice. There's On the website there's a, a photo where it is it literally has cut through the ice and let people off. They're walking on the ice mm-hmm. in it looks like uh, Antarctica. I want to do that. That looks interesting. Yeah, I know. I want to do that too. Eventually. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, um, just hope no killer whales go under the ice. You know how they, they catch the seals? Right. Or they the thing. The like the below. thing from that movie that <laughs> uh, grabs you and pulls you under and, you know, mm-hmm. watch out for aliens. Anyway, um, so uh, this is, to the best of my knowledge, uh, an alien-proof vessel. Or, you know, you could see a laser draw a circle mm-hmm. and then it's pushed through. Yeah. And then this, this perfect circle goes above the ice and onto the, the solid ground. And who, who crawls through it? The 007. Thing. 
The thing. The thing. The, I said double. Yeah. Who else? Do you think the thing is going to draw a perfect circle and nice, pop out? Only yeah. 007 would, it would This would be the John Carpenter version yes. of the thing. With, I, with all the squiggly, kind of like octopus-like. The ship itself was really... I think the ship was really the star of this cruise. It was a beautiful ship. And it had every creature comfort imaginable. It even had its own spa. Creature comfort? That's what they call it, yeah. yes. And but no, I, I know, say, I know that. But you just said like the creature coming out of the ice. Yeah, it's gonna kill you. Take off your head. No, I said, I said the thing. The thing. The thing. Is thing the, comforts. Thing comforts. I, we were walking through the uh, lower decks and we saw the um, the kayaks, which unfortunately we didn't get to use. But we used the zodiacs. Uh-huh. Anyway, I just thought that this was one of the most thoughtfully designed vessels that I had ever been on. Yeah. Yeah. In our last podcast. We asked the question, have you ever taken an unexpected detour on your travels? Because we took an unexpected detour to South Korea. And boy, did you want to talk about that. Tersel Man. I don't know uh, what Tersel Man's real name is, uh, but that's Tersel Man. Tersel Man. I was amused to see your comment about uh, allowing at least half a day. Yeah, well, we amuse ourselves too. I think if I uh, traveled halfway around the world to Korea and Japan, I would have to allow at least half a month. Both countries intrigue me, and yet I fear at 77, in just okay health, I will never get there. Um, oh, don't say that. No, 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 no. You can do it. We, we met a lot of people. We met people who are in, in worse uh, conditions than you. Yeah, Trust we me, buddy. <laughs> who are in their 80s on this cruise. And yeah, if you go, you should stay for longer. We're going to be here for a little while. Uh, it's definitely doable. Yeah. So, and they, the nice thing about people who are a little bit older is that in Japan, they show a lot of respect for them. Yeah. Gail says, please, more Korea. I want to visit the spring. Uh, I would like some recommendations on areas. Too bad James May never did a series on Korea. Okay, so Korea, I'll tell you what. We only were there for really a day, but we're going to go back. And yes. when we do, we will give you more Korea, yeah. like more cowbell. Okay. But you know, Gail followed up with another comment. She said yes to side trips. She says, uh, last year I was on one from uh, Cuba to Cancun, from Cancun. It was a very short, scary flight on Air Cubana. Oh, never... I would not she trust says, that you'll, you'll never bitch about United again. Oh, yeah. They don't stamp your visa, so coming and going from Cancun was breezy. Cuba is an interesting country, really nice, warm people living under a harsh regime. She says she was at the Hotel Nacional, and that was a real eye-opener. Murals of famous movie stars, musicians, writers, all scattered through the hotel. Uh, Only one floor of the six, I think, had anything remotely resembling the internet. So, I don't know, guys, you won't be able to edit your videos if we go to Cuba. Maybe if we go there, they'll take a picture with us because we're celebrities. Hey, but you know something? We've got... Uh, the Caribbean is on our itinerary, and yes. you are going to be joining us for that yes. segment. Maybe by then they'll be, you know, wanting to take a picture of me. You know, actually, okay, this is a funny. Okay, so for those who who know, I I edit for you know a YouTuber. He has like lots of subscribers, blah blah blah. You know, okay, so sort of sort of famous uh, on the internet, right? He goes on a trip with his dad, a business trip. Okay. His dad on business, okay? Mm. His dad, you know, does things internationally a lot, okay? So he's going to Macau. He gets to the hotel. 
and they hand him the key card. And on the key card is a picture of him mm. on one side, and on the other side is, congratulations on hitting two million subscribers, Jamie and Curly. Walks into his room, and his, his signature thing that he does in his videos is he wears yellow tape. There's a yellow tape cake in his room. Wow. And it looks like yellow tape. I'm betting you that his dad said something to the hotel. I don't know. Uh, I don't I, know. That would, yeah. But I don't think you can I've set done, up something like that. I've done that. I've done that before. Uh, I've, uh, remember when we were in um, Qatar and we had your birthday party? I don't think his dad even knew anything about it. He, like, when he made the, uh, the video that he sent out, he was like, that's pretty this cool. is unexpected completely. That's well, yeah, right. Huh? If he yeah. goes to the hotel and asks you now, mm -hmm. you know, I'm so I, sure. I won't, they'll give him some Cubanos, you know? KP says, uh, we're talking about uh, detours. KP says, I've been on many, many times. Uh, the biggest was getting a phone call two days before a scheduled month-long trip that was to culminate in a six-day Windjammer cruise, telling me my dad was in ICU, and this was already our first stop. Uh, he says, K KP says, um, with either a stroke or a heart attack, uh, but pneumonia for sure. Immediately left work, uh, spent the next day packing and getting funds into traveler's checks. It was a long time ago. Uh, arriving at the hospital, he looked like death warmed over. But the end of three days, he was moved to a regular room and was his usual stubborn self, non-cooperative. Uh, I had canceled all the hotel reservations except Boston. I knew I could, get, I could not get that one back. So I gave him our itinerary and license plate number, and we left on our trip. KP says he died 10 years later. It was just pneumonia. Sorry about your loss, KP. Uh, Susan says, my husband and I often take unexpected turns while traveling. We book the basics, flights, and places to stay, and we wing it from there. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yep. We've been doing some winging lately, too. Yep. We once booked a stay in a town on the train line, halfway between Berlin and Amsterdam. People kept asking why we were going there, and we did not know why. They were so interested. Surprised us, it was a health town with multiple hospitals and recuperation hospitals. Um, people must have been concerned that one of us was ill. It was a lovely town with a big public spa bathhouse and we stayed one night. Remember our question of the week, which is, have you ever gotten yourself good and lost on a trip? Tell us about it. Tokyo Subway, bonus points if you can mention the Tokyo Subway. My name is Christopher Elliott, and on behalf of Aiden and Aaron Elliott, we are so happy you were able to listen to our podcast. Thank and you. We will see you next week. Thanks. Ciao. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.